0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Let's kick this thing off with the latest news, the latest headline, NBA headline, that's outside of the finals and outside of, like, you know, some of the nonsense stuff that's happening, like, off the court. But, like, actual NBA news is that Chris Paul could be waived by the Phoenix Suns. Now, it's not a guarantee that this is exactly what's going to happen. The Suns could either waive him, they could renegotiate his contract in some form or fashion, or they could do nothing. There's a number of different things that they could do. But they are weighing their options, I think, is the best way to put it at this point. But it does seem like it is... Uh, at least somewhat likely that they could waive Chris Paul and I like I I understand this is more so from a business standpoint and trying to make dollars match up and dollars make sense and everything but the idea that the Suns would part ways with Chris Paul to me sounds a little bit ridiculous considering where they are like that is a win now team based off the move that they made to go get Kevin Durant during the season adam i I can't imagine a scenario where chris paul is not on this team even if you are a team or or a fan of a team of a contender that's hoping maybe you could add chris paul or maybe chris paul's a finishing piece on your team i've got a hard time i really struggle with the idea that the phoenix suns would actually part ways with this guy
0: uh waving him doesn't make a ton of sense to me just because you know, they could waive him and use the stretch provision and basically he would count 3 million, I think, against their cap next season. And so that gives them a little bit of flexibility, but it's not enough to where they'd actually be able to really sign someone of importance really. So to me, if they were to do something with, with him, it would be to trade him with the 30 million and maybe you can get two or three guys, you know, in order to fill that role. And you know, you look at just their roster, they had very little depth. I mean, that was one of the things that the uh, the Durant trade really took away from them was just any semblance of depth that they had on that roster. So if you could turn him into another point guard, granted, not as good of a point guard, uh, and then another player, I think that that helps them. He's 38, so, you know, not the most durable guy in the world. And you're trying to, its it's not, you got to get through the full 82 game season. And so if you can find some a way to help you get through that 82-game season to where you're not so dependent on your core three guys who, you know, Durant has obviously had trouble staying healthy in the past. Devin Booker's had, a, you know, a hamstring here, a hamstring there that has kind of kept him off the floor. And I don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Ayton. So if you can maybe create some depth out of nowhere, I think that then maybe trading Chris Paul to add, you know, a couple players, that maybe makes sense. But yeah, it's kind of a bizarre story. Um but he's 38. And so I, I kind of get where they're coming from with that, where you know, it's he has not been able to stay healthy really the last I guess he's probably been a little better off than you would expect. But can you win with a 38-year-old point guard taking up that much of your cap? I, I
1: don't know. But it's interesting, Adam. We've had back to back seemingly bizarre NBA offseason stories involving high-level players like this like this is the latest one and Chris Paul has local ties so for obvious reasons we're talking about it but before the Chris Paul news we heard that apparently apparently Kyrie Irving has reached out to LeBron James to try to recruit him to come to to Dallas which makes zero sense and and actually sounds like it would have been impossible for them to have tried to do during the season but but beyond that This is one to kind of tie them together. This is one that actually makes a little bit more sense. I wonder what you think about this. Like Chris Paul, like I don't understand why Phoenix would want to get rid of Chris Paul. But if they did, and like you mentioned, if they could get a couple of players back, I do wonder if the Lakers are the team that does have the players that they could get back, say D'Angelo Russell and another player, just whatever other player, or just something else in D'Angelo Russell. Well, then they'd have to do a sign-and-trade, though, for Russell. And if you're Phoenix, you know, we're talking about them maybe
0: wanting to get two players. If you do a sign-and-trade for Russell, then basically you would think Russell's not signing for anything less than what Chris Paul is already making. Fair enough. You're basically just, you know, swapping parts. And to me, I can't imagine Phoenix would want to go from Chris Paul to D'Angelo Russell. At least not for the postseason. You know, for the regular season, that type of a move makes sense, but not for the playoffs, especially when you already have – Booker and Durant there to really generate most of your offense and you just need somebody to get you into that offense
1: well and so I guess I use that as an example but and just as a player and obviously Russell's somebody who who is due a contract but is this kind of set up for Chris Paul to basically go to the Lakers or is it essentially him staying um staying in phoenix and uh like to me it feels like there's only really two possibilities here like either stays in phoenix or he tries to like you know uh, strong arm his way to to to
0: the lakers with lebron uh maybe but there is the trade possibility and so if you could find a team that feels like maybe they're a point guard in a way and maybe they feel like they have some depth that they can afford to to get rid of then it would make sense for them to take you know a one-year flyer on Chris Paul. I think the Lakers scenario works out if they were to waive him. Uh, But like I said, I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense to just simply waive Chris Paul, unless, you know, you're using the stretch provision. And then maybe you have, you know, another couple of plans that you have in motion. So it's, it's strange, but that's, that's the hard part about building these teams, especially when you have so much money tied up into veterans is that it just leaves you very, it gives, it leaves you very little wiggle room. So, basically, you have, for them, four guys are taking up their entire cap. It's really tough to to do business that way over a long span. You know, when Phoenix made the finals a couple years ago, DeAndre Ayton was still on the rookie deal. And so they had a whole lot more depth on that team. And now you, you give Ayton the contract. You make you you make the consolidation trade for Durant, and now all of a sudden your eggs are basically in the baskets of a couple different guys, and it's really tough to do business that way. As we've seen, you need depth, and you look at the teams that are in the finals right now. Denver has some depth, you know. Obviously, Jokic and Murray are the two guys, but you look at the surrounding guys. You look at the Porters and the Aaron Gordons, and some of the guys that come off the bench for that. Browns,
1: the Browns. Uh,
0: Bruce Brown, yeah, Bruce and Christian Brown, Brown, you know. Bruce Brown was a was a uh, a pretty affordable free agent signing that they made. Um, uh, Christian Brown was a first round pick. They made the KCP trade where they took you know they took a couple of pretty solid pieces, uh, or at least with Monte Morris and Will Barton, two guys who were either starting or rotation guys for that team, and they turned it into KCP. That really worked out. And then Miami is just depth all around. Where obviously you have Adebayo and you have Butler, but then you have guy after guy after guy after guy that they're able to bring in off the bench or, you know, they can shuffle guys in and out of the starting lineup. So having depth really helps. And so it's, I I think one of the things that you're seeing is that the days of, I think it's going to be hard to have like that top heavy type team, unless you make some really shrewd moves, whether it's in the buyout market, which proves to not necessarily work all the time, or you hit on some draft picks that maybe you aren't expected to hit on, whether they're late in the first round or in the second round. That's, that's one of the things that you have to do, I think, to be successful.
1: from a rocket standpoint and we touched on this a little bit in the previous episode that we did but now that we've got this news about Chris Paul and them trying to figure out what they're going to do next with this contract I do find it interesting that the guards the, the guards that they had together when they went on that run James Harden and Chris Paul in an offseason in the same offseason they are both in situations where different situations, but where their contract situation could change, where they could find themselves on a different team. And, you know, I I don't feel like either guy left under the best, most ideal and perfect circumstances. But it is interesting that, that the one who would have the emotional tie and where there would be mutual interest would be, uh would be James and not Chris whereas for me I'll just say for me I wish I wish that it was Chris I wish it was different like it was the other way around because James Harden is the better player and like I I think historically you could actually kind of make an argument about that or actually have a case about that because Chris Paul is arguably you know the best or you know a top two or three point guard ever but, But, right now, I would say James Harden is probably the better player, but Chris Paul's a better fit. It's just it's just a shame, though that your tweet is correct that it is it is it probably just, it just as likely or more likely that you or I play point guard for the Rockets than Chris Paul uh, were to ever come back here,
0: yeah. the the divorce between the Rockets and Chris Paul was we thought it was kind of ugly with, with Harden. It wasn't nearly as ugly as it was with Chris Paul because they traded Chris Paul when they told him that they weren't going to trade him. And then you had all sorts of bickering, you know, you had all sorts of, you know, stuff that Tillman Fertitta said about Chris Paul's contract. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't think that Chris Paul, I think the feeling between the two is probably pretty mutual. I don't think either one likes the other. So if Chris Paul were to become a free agent for whatever reason, I don't think that he would have any interest in coming back to the Rockets, and I'm not sure if the Rockets would have any interest in bringing him back. I, I think that's one of those things where uh, divorce probably good in, in with with those two sides, and I don't think that there's any sort of reconciliation that is possible under any circumstance. So uh, I, I know it was kind of a popular thing to for people to think about yesterday, but no, Chris Paul and the Rockets will not be uh, joining forces once again. That will never happen.